You're listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast, a Bible study podcast for kids and parents. We're your hosts, Will, Charlotte, and Chase, but we call him Dad. Dad'll work too. Each week, we're talking about the world of the Bible, along with interesting facts, history, and words to help you better understand what you read. The Bible doesn't have to be confusing. It actually makes a lot of sense. Sometimes you just need to talk it through. We hope our conversations help your family have some better conversations, too. Conversations are always good. We hope it helps us all know Jesus better and learn to follow him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's talk Bible. But we are excited today to be opening our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 1. Over the next few weeks, we're going to work our way through the Gospel of Luke. And I'm wondering, Will and Charlotte, what you know as we begin about the Gospel of Luke. Anything you know about Luke's Gospel? I know that it's about the life and teaching of Jesus. Good. That's right. Charlotte, do you know something about the Gospel of Luke? It's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. So far, both of those answers are absolutely correct. Luke is one of the books of the Bible. It is in the New Testament, and it is one of the books that talks about the life and story of Jesus. Luke is actually a story written in two volumes, which means it's a story written in two books. Do you know which book goes along with Luke? Acts. You got it. It is originally written as the story of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke and the story of the church in the book of Acts. They make up one whole book that Luke wrote. Anytime we're starting off with a book of the Bible, it's helpful to know a little bit about who wrote the book of the Bible. Do you know anything about who wrote the Gospel of Luke? You got it. The Gospel of Luke was written by Luke. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about who Luke was, because I think it's really interesting. And we know a little bit about Luke from other parts of the Bible. I already said that he wrote the Gospel of Luke and also Acts. And if you read the Gospel of Acts, it's primarily about the early church and the Apostle Paul's missionary journeys, how Paul went around the world to share the gospel with new cities and start new churches. I know what a missionary is. That's great. Why don't you tell us what a missionary is? A missionary is someone who loves Jesus and goes to other countries to tell them about Jesus. That's exactly right. That's exactly what Paul and Luke were doing. They were going to new places to tell people about the story of Jesus. There's a few places in the book of Acts where Luke actually shows up. And we know he does because he begins to write the story by saying, we. Most of the story he talks about, Paul did this, Paul did that, Paul traveled here, Paul went there. But then in a few stories he says, and we went to this city, and we preached the gospel there. We know that Luke was an associate, a team member of Paul's ministry, that he traveled in Paul's missionary journeys and helped Paul with his work. There's actually three places where we read about Luke in the Bible. I want to read them to you. So one of the places is in 2 Timothy, when the Apostle Paul was in prison and he was worried about getting out of prison and thinking that it might be the end. He writes, For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. One of his close friends has walked away from him. But Paul adds, But Luke is here with me, that Luke was actually staying with Paul and helping taking care of him. There's another place in the book of Philemon where we read, Paul is in prison, but sends his greetings to the church, along with Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. Who is Aristarchus? 
Aristarchus. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of interesting names as we work through these Gospels. Uh, this was one of Paul's companions. When Paul traveled on missionary trips, he often took young people with him, people that were being trained to be missionaries, people that were being trained to be Gospel teachers, and he would travel with them and teach them and share the work with him. Luke was one of those young men who often traveled with the Apostle Paul. But Luke was not only a missionary. Do you know what else Luke was? What other occupation did Luke have? He was a doctor. That's right. He was a doctor, a physician, a medical doctor. And we know that from the third place that Luke is mentioned in the Bible. We also read in the Bible at the end of the book of Colossians, written by Paul, that Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, that Luke was with him and was also working as a doctor, which tells us that it was possible in the ancient world to do ministry and have another job. Luke was a missionary, but he was also a doctor. Paul was a missionary, but he also, do you know what Paul did for a living part of the time? Didn't he make tents? That's right. Great answer. We actually know that from the book of Acts that Luke wrote. So those are the three places that Luke shows up working with the Apostle Paul and also working as a physician. It is possible for you guys as you grow bigger to both do ministry and to work another job. Do you have any idea what you want to be when you grow up? I want to be um, a face painter. Oh, like at carnivals and circuses? For movies. Oh, awesome. Well, that sounds like a great job. Did you know you can do that and you can also be a missionary and you can also serve the church and share the gospel with people? Will, do you know what you want to do when you grow up? Not really. Well, when you're not really doing anything, you can also be a missionary and you can also serve the church and tell people about the gospel. That's what Luke was doing. So we know that the gospel of Luke was written by Luke. We know a little bit about him. But do you know why he wrote this gospel? I think this is a good place for our first Bible passage to come in, for us to read the introduction to the gospel of Luke, where he actually tells us why he sat down to write this story, the gospel about Jesus. So, what do you say we bring Mom in to have her do the scripture reading for today? Yeah! Okay, I'm reading from Luke 1, chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. Now many have undertaken to compile an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, like the accounts passed on to us by those who were eyewitnesses and servants of the word from the beginning. So it seemed good to me as well, because I have followed all things carefully from the beginning to write an orderly account for you, the most excellent Theophilus, so you may know for certain the things you were taught. Great job reading our passage of scripture today. Anything that stood out from you from that passage? Any observations? Any questions? What did you notice about how Luke opens his gospel? Who's Theophilus? That's a great question. We get another one of these interesting Greek names. We don't know for sure who Theophilus is. It means beloved of God or the person who's loved of God. And it could be a general literary device that Luke is using, writing to anyone who's beloved of God. But most likely, Theophilus was somebody who was paying for Luke to write this gospel account. Have you ever heard of somebody who's called a benefactor? No, what is that? A benefactor is somebody who sees a project that's valuable and helps fund that project so it can get done. If you notice, when we were reading the introduction to Luke's gospel, he says that he traveled all over collecting eyewitnesses and writing an orderly account. In fact, if you study Luke's gospel, Luke mentions more specific places and name than any other gospel writer, and he writes the longest of the four gospels. 
If you read Luke's gospel, you'll encounter 130 places by name. In the book of Acts, that's a part of the second volume, Luke mentions 32 countries, 54 more cities, and nine Mediterranean islands. He also lists 95 people by name, 62 of those who are not mentioned anywhere else in the New Testament. In other words, Luke did a lot of research and hard work and traveling and gathering eyewitness accounts so that he could write this story. And Theophilus may have been the person who was helping fund all of Luke's travels as he worked on writing this gospel. Wouldn't it be nice to have a benefactor who could help you with any project that you had? Have you done any research lately for school? Yeah. What have you been researching for school? I've been learning about how pilgrims came to America. That's super interesting. Charlotte, have you been researching anything at school lately? Um, we've been doing, like, the human body and some science. That's great. Well, you know that research takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It takes studying, it takes learning, and Luke tells us that he specifically set out to do this. And one of the criterion that Luke had for writing, one of the most important factors in him including a story, was that it had to come from an eyewitness who had seen or heard Jesus do his work in teaching or seen and heard the work within the early church. So Luke is making sure that he's not just giving us made-up stories. He's giving us the stories from the people who were actually there participating in those events. That's one of the reasons we know that we can trust what Luke is writing. One of my favorite words that stands out from the introduction is the final sentence, that Luke is writing this so Theophilus, or anybody reading Luke's gospel, might have certainty about the things that they have been taught. What do you think the word certainty means? I don't really know. Will, do you have a guess about certainty? Like something certain, like... It's right, for sure. That's right. Having certainty about something means you have conviction. Conviction means you believe it, not just as a fact in your head, but you believe it with all of your heart. If I picked a rock up and got ready to drop it, what do you think would happen to it? It would would fall to the ground. That's right. You know about the idea of gravity, and you have enough certainty in it that you believe it's going to happen. What Luke is saying is he wants you to know the truth about Jesus with so much certainty and confidence that you can trust Jesus and believe these stories and believe what you've been taught about him. I think that's a pretty good introduction for reading Luke's gospel. We know who he is, we know why he wrote it, and we know that the goal of Luke's gospel is so we might have certainty about Jesus. What do you think we take a question from a friend? Sounds good to me. It's time for our question from a friend segment, where one of our friends asks their question about the passage of scripture we're studying. Will, who do we have a question from today? Today's question is from Lincoln, who is age eight. All right, let's hear it. Hi, my name is Lincoln. I was wondering why there are four different gospels in the Bible. Thanks. That's a great question, Lincoln. You're right, there are four Gospels. We've been talking about just the Gospel of Luke. Will and Charlotte, could you name their four Gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four Gospels. And all four of those Gospels talk about the story and life of Jesus. But those four Gospels have slightly different purposes for why they were written, and they were written to different people. For those purposes. So, the Gospel of Matthew includes many quotations from the Old Testament, partly because it was being written to a primarily Jewish audience. 
Mark is the shortest of the Gospels, and many people believe that it was the first Gospel ever written, and that it counts the stories that Peter had seen as one of Jesus' followers. The Gospel of Luke, we've talked about, is the longest and the most complex as it incorporates the book of Acts and the early church. And the final Gospel is the Gospel of John. John was one of Jesus' followers who lived and followed Jesus for himself and took it upon himself to write probably the last of the four Gospels, which includes some really interesting stories that aren't in the other Gospels. So, each of the four Gospels serve as witnesses to give us a slightly different perspective from different people's experiences of what Jesus did, how he taught, and what they learned from him. From the four Gospels, we get a full picture of who Jesus was, what he taught, and what he did for us. It's time for a Word of the Week. Each week, we're learning a new word from the original languages of the Bible. You might not know it, but the Bible was originally written in Hebrew and Greek. And a little in Aramaic. And a little Aramaic, that's right also. Each week, we'll teach you an important word from these original languages, so you can better understand the important themes of the Bible. So, let's learn our Word of the Week. For today's Word of the Week, we have a Greek word. The Greek word we'll be learning for today is euangelion. Euangelion. Can you say euangelion? Euangelion. Euangelion. Perfect. That was excellent by both of you. Do you know what the word euangelion means? No, I do not know what that means. The word euangelion means good news. It gets translated gospel. Luke was writing a gospel. He was writing a story to tell the good news of Jesus. And in Greek, he was writing the euangelion. So let's say it one more time. And remember, anytime we read the word good news or gospel in the New Testament, it's usually the Greek word euangelion. 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 So maybe as you're listening to today's episode, you can practice saying that word for yourself. Euangelion. Well, that just about does it for our conversation today. Next week, we'll be ready to get into the stories of Luke's gospel. But before we do, we always reflect on what we've learned and take a moment to thank the Lord for his scriptures. So, Will, Charlotte, what did you take away from our passage today? I learned that Luke wants us to to, um, love Jesus and know that he's real. That's right. Luke wants you to have certainty about Jesus. Will, what did you take away from today's episode? They can do a job and serve the Lord. That's right. You could be like Luke and be both called to be a missionary or a pastor or just to preach the gospel, regardless of what your occupation is. We're all called to follow Jesus and to share his good news. Well, why don't we make that our prayer as we turn into a time of prayer, that we would have conviction and certainty about Jesus and whatever Jesus calls us to do. We'll be faithful in serving him and sharing his gospel with others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We thank you that you gave us your word so that we might know you, and that you empowered men like Luke to write these stories down about you so that we could learn more about you and follow you too. We pray that by the Holy Spirit, you would give us conviction and certainty about the things we've learned. And we also pray that whatever job you call us to, whatever stage of life we might be in, like Luke, you would help us to be missionaries and preachers and sharers of the gospel to all of our friends and family and neighbors near us as well. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. 
We have this little tradition in our house of offering a blessing before the kids go to school each day. In the book of Numbers, Aaron is given a blessing in which he puts God's name over his people. And we would like to offer you that blessing as we do each morning as well, too. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance to you and give you peace. And lots of peas to eat for lunch. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast. You can find notes for today's show by going to letstalkbible.kids. There you'll find this week's scripture, family discussion questions, and the word of the week. You can also send us a message, maybe a question you have about the Bible. Parents, there's also a sermon for each of our episodes to help you dig deeper into the week's passage. We hope our conversations inspire your family for some conversations of your own. Thanks for listening.